Donahue, and these amazing guests that are joining us for season four. Thank you for tuning in. Oh my gosh, just get ready for the next three weeks because the wisdom, the knowledge, and the experience at this table, you're gonna, you're gonna use it forever. You're gonna use it for the rest of your life. So look, I'm calling this, this whole series for such a time as this, and there's a reason. But before I get into that, let me introduce who's at our table. So to my immediate right is Pastor Paris Bailey. She's the co-pastor of Victory Church. They, she and Pastor Frank Bailey just celebrated 50 years That's right. of wedded bliss. Yes. She's also the founder of Mary's Song Restoration Center for Women. The testimonies, and I know Anna, we'll get to you in a minute, but you go and you minister over there a lot. The testimonies that come out of Mary's song are incredible. It's a vision that was placed into her heart. And the wisdom that you're about to see unfold, take it with you. To her right is Karen Boudreaux. Now, Karen at one time was a women's pastor under Pastor Paris, which we all were, for 18 years. I call Karen the Bible extraordinaire. <laughs> Anytime I want to know something, I have a little nickname for her. It's KB. I say, KB, what would you do with this? What do you think about this? So that's Karen Boudreaux. And then to her right is one of my dear friends, Anna Del Corso. Folks, when we first arrived at Victory, it was Anna and her husband, Mark, who introduced my husband and I to the word missions. I had never heard, I didn't even, missions, I don't even know what it was. And they are missionaries to Latin America. And again, the knowledge and the wisdom at this table. So look, we're gonna kind of start getting right into it for such a time as this. Folks, we had just kind of gotten into the city and I, I was very hungry to know the Word of God. We had started at Victory Church, and I went to what's called a women's service there, and Pastor Paris was preaching. She was preaching out of, I'm going to let her share in a second, she was preaching out of the book of Esther. And here's a scripture, I want Kristen to put it on the screen, that what she said. She says, for if you remain completely silent at this time, the scripture is saying, this is Mordecai saying this to Esther, Relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you've come to the kingdom, Esther, for such a time as this. That's Esther 4, 14. I remember sitting there thinking, okay, for such a time as this, I kind of get in there, explain it further, and then she started going into her knowledge of this. And then she looked at the audience and she says, you have a divine destiny. And I'm telling you, light bulbs went off for me. And I knew, I don't want to get emotional. And I said, God, you brought me here so I could learn this divine destiny. So Pastor Paris, I'm going to turn it to you. Can you give us a little history of what was happening at that time of your life when you were preaching that message and why for such time as this is so huge? Well, the Bible's just amazing. And um, first of all, it's so this is special. Know. You know, it's really special. We've been knowing each other for years and, you know, in our 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. How's that? <laughs> and, um, but, you know, the Bible's filled, as we all know, uh, with tragedy and triumph. Yeah. And the stories are all supernatural. And what I really love about 
that I received the Lord at 16 and um, the Bible just became this, this unbelievable story. Mm -hmm. And so that's really special for all of us and for anybody out there is when you read the Bible, try to make it, make it like it's your story. Mm -hmm. And so at 16, I'd gotten, received the Lord, came across the book of Esther and uh, you have to stop me at any moment because, you know, we all are like preachers in here. And um, we, so I received the Lord at the lakefront of New Orleans, had a, um, just a really rough childhood. Pregnant at 14, uh, got saved and married at 16, started our church pastoring at 21. I said the other day, there should be a rule that you can't pastor a church at 21. So um, by 26, the Lord had just arrested me and had three, had three uh, boys running around the house. We were pastoring. Things were so busy. And because my past and my insecurity and my failures and just the responsibility of whatever that title was as pastor's wife was very overwhelming to me. And so I came across the book of Esther, talk about tragedy to triumph. And um, she, too, had a, a, a sad story. You know, they were uh, brought out of their homeland. They were uh, captured. Uh, she, it, it says she had no mother and father. So her uncle Mordecai picked her up, you know, adopted her. So something terrible had happened in her life, tragedy, like all of us. We all have that story. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so neat about it is God is after that story. Ooh. He's after He's after that redemption. He's after that 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 I, He's going to change this that pain into purpose, and um, all of that. He's going to give you a new song. Mm. So um, you want to interject? Well, yeah, well, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I've not heard you say that, but it's so true. He's after that story. Yes. That just that that just speaks volumes. Where we're thinking, oh my gosh, how and why and how could God's got this? You always exactly. she always preaches, God's got you, God's got this. And same with Esther. Correct. Here she is being brought into this palace, wins this weird beauty pageant. Yes. Becomes the queen in this palace, and Mordecai hears a plot to kill her people. She's one of them. And then he gives that famous line, Esther, you got to go into the king. It's up to you. And she's like, I could die. And that's that famous, you know, well, if you don't, God will use someone, but you've been called. Paris, what would you say about that? I think you have a story of how you were at your kitchen sink. And well, yes. Well, first off, everything is supernatural in our lives. Mm -hmm. it's, I call it a Kairos moment. Mm -hmm. And Kairos, there's Kronos, which is minutes of a day. It's just time itself, chronos. But a Kairos moment is that moment in time when everything stops. And by then, I had those three boys running around the house, and Frank was full-on pastoring. And but God really arrested me. It was it was a kitchen sink experience. And that's what's so awesome about God. He comes right where you are. And there I was at the at the sink. I probably had called Frank that day and said, "Listen, I need you to come. I can't do this." He's like, sorry, I, I just, you know, you know, I can't, I just can't, Paris. You, you're going to be able to get through this. One of those moments, as all mothers have, when you just really feel like, I'm just going to be open and honest, I just cannot do this. Mm -hmm. Cannot be a pastor. Just abort, abort, abort. 
Well, I had this moment and the Lord arrested me. I call it a, the vision at the kitchen sink. Yeah. And it really, it was, an, it was an audio more than a, you know, visual of the Lord just speaking to me. And really what he did is he just said, how long are you going to be in this, this video? And he says, I'm going to have to rewind this because you keep coming to a point where you just say you can't do it. You know, run. I want I wanted to run. I wanted to abort, you know, to be married. You know, again, being very honest, pastoring, this was beyond me. And, um, but really in those moments, the Lord would just wants to bring healing Mm -hmm. and he really wants to draw close to you and say, you're right. You can't do this. So he brought me there and he have all things. He brought me to the book of Esther and, um, we had a very long dialogue Mm. and part of the dialogue quickly was just my ineptness. And, um, he kept, he used things like you're just crawfishing (laughs) and, um, he showed, yeah, you keep backing that thing Uh up. Uh And, um, he showed me as a child that I was just always very dramatic. I was one of those kids. (laughs) I would hold my breath and faint. And on purpose, and my father would just throw water on me, and I would—I was just dramatic. And he said, "This is this has got to stop." So then he pushed me even further at that sink, because this was a full-on dialogue. And he said, "Paris, you know, for who's to say you've been called for such a time as this?" And he said, "If you don't rise up, I'm gonna." This was funny. He said, "If you don't do this, I'm just gonna uh, have another woman." Uh, step in your place as the woman's pastor. And he showed me who it was. And you know, Anna, um, I didn't like that. (laughs) So the Lord is funny. He uses the person that you probably are like, that's not my view of a woman's pastor. And, uh, he uses, he, 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 he sees how much buck you got in you. And, um, I'm like, no, we're not doing that. And then I began to just, so again, he just kept drawing me and I started asking questions. Well, what, what do I do with all my problems? And he would answer them. He who waters others will be watered. And what was so neat, and this is an important part of all of our lives, is it's very important to stay in the word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because you'll hear the word back. Amen. You know, we all do. And you, you think it's useless. You think you're not getting anything out of it. But you'll be gardening or at the kitchen sink and the word just comes. Woo, supernatural, a Kronos moment in time. And I, so he said that, and then I said, well, what do I do? He said, find the Parises um, in the world. And he goes, there's there's a lot of Parises out there. And that really kind of broke my heart because in my world, I didn't ever see the Paris. I was so busy looking at me. I didn't see others. And he said, you have a story and um, you tell them that, it was real simple. He's, he's so simple, Jesus is. Tell them that I love them and um, I have a plan and then that they're called. So it was interesting. And then what would I teach? What do I, what do I say? He says, well, let's start with the Gospel of John. Again, I'm like, oh, again, oh, I can do that. So it was just, so back in those days in the 70s, Women stayed at home and, you know, they were home with their kids, but they'd have that TV on. They were depressed and all that stuff. And he said, this is what I really want you to do is you take up these three boys. I mean, Micah was a baby. He says, you pick them up, you get on the phone, you call some friends in the church and you just say, hey, let's have a Bible study. And I did. And um, it was just amazing. So that that calling Mm -hmm. 
really, really begin. Now, did all my problems go away? Absolutely not. That's a great point. And that's when, again, we'll talk about it more, just baby steps. I, just baby I love, steps. love that. See, I love that. So, like five points of, I'm always one, two, three, four, five, A, B, C, D, E. Five points of wisdom just flew by us. But I love that she was just at her kitchen sink. You could be riding your bike. You could be, it doesn't matter. God will, I love that, will meet you right where you are. She was young. Problems were everywhere. So, I think God's got a handle on that. But he was still after her. How beautiful is that, that he's still after us? Amen. So then, I love when you said the word spoke back to you. Folks, you know, we're all big word people. I mean, <laughs> that's huge. huge. You get this word in you, it spoke back to her when she needed it. And then what to do? Find other Parises. Find someone else. Go somewhere else outside of yourself. Did the, all the problems disappear? No. Didn't matter. Because then now her focus is changing and she's growing and doing what God's called her to do. Karen, let me shift to you a minute. So you were a women's pastor for 18 years under Pastor Paris. Folks, we were all under Pastor Paris. Just want you to know that. <laughs> and um, so this is like major disciples, disciple table right here. Um, Karen, how would you address divine destiny to our audience? What, what, what's your take on that? How do you feel? Does everyone have a divine destiny? It's, it's really interesting. First of all, I'm the youngster at this stage. Yes, she is. <laughs> all these girls were in ministry together, and I was being discipled by all three of um, these women. And, you know, like, for me, I grew up in the church. So yes. I think it's really important. It's interesting that Pastor Paris would actually talk about, um, you know, that you had that Kairos moment. You had that set time. And, you know, for me growing up in the church, I would always think, um, well, doesn't everybody have these thoughts? Oh, oh you know, because like in good. my day and age, especially in the 70s and the 80s, there was a lot of talk about destiny and, you know, that God was going to use you. And so I always thought that God would use me yeah. in those ways. And, you know, but by the time you turn 38, you know, like it's just oh. not happening like I thought, you know. And so I went to this retreat. <laughs> And it was in May 2022, and who was speaking? But none other than Anna Donio on Thursday night, pre preaching on Restore, Restore, oh, yeah. and Pastor Paris preaching on The Chambermaid. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I remember this retreat. And um, it was that retreat, and um, I had a Kairos moment. Oh. And you know, like I said, 38 years old, I felt like the Lord was going to use me to be in ministry, kind of like Paul said, you know, that he was a slave unto Jesus Christ. He was called to be an apostle, and he was separated unto the gospel. And I was feeling that call upon my life and so you but that night it was like it was almost like this sanctification moment and so I'm laying on the floor in the Grand Marriott in Alabama and so all of a sudden I begin to tell the Lord you know if the big house never comes if my husband never gets spiritual you know if my kids don't turn out like I thought and Lord if I if you never use me in ministry if you never use me in ministry you're enough for me. Wow. Salvation's enough for me. You're my greatest reward. I, I'm good. Wow. You get what I mean? I'll serve you for the rest of my life in this church. And so it was right after that, I felt like the Lord said, would you be a women's pastor? And I think it's kind of interesting because when you were growing up in the 70s and like I was and in the 80s, there wasn't a whole lot of women's ministry churches around. Right. Until Pastor Paris. 
so for me to be called, I just never thought I would work for the church. And so will you be a women's pastor? And I was like, well, I'm surely not going to tell them the Lord spoke to me and said all that. I said, if they ask, I'll say yes. And so I didn't tell it to one friend that just in case, you know, it, it came true to like I wasn't crazy that I actually heard that. And I had that Kairos moment. Oh, wow. And so the Lord spoke to me and like little, lo and behold, you actually went into your own ministry in 2002 three, yeah. and three. Mm-hmm. And then Pastor Paris, there she was. She goes, and I am going to license you to be a woman. I was like, oh, my gosh, what wow. am I living in? I'm dreaming you know, the greatest, you know, job of my life, really. And so, you know, when I think about it, yes, there is a call, you know what I mean? There is a call to ministry. There is a call to be separated unto the gospel. But, you know, when you think about it, you know, everybody has a divine destiny. I really, you know, I'm going to just give you this little short story. A couple of months ago, I was watching uh, an interview with the guy from Hobby Lobby, Dave Green. And so he said that all his brothers and sisters are pastors of churches. I think he's got like three or four brothers and sisters. And um, they're all married. They all have churches. And his mom and dad looked at him and said, Dave, well, surely you're going to, hello. Like, this is the most important thing. And so he said, "Um, I feel called to open up a business instead. And if you think about it, Dave Green, because he followed what God called him to do, his divine destiny, reality is that he is glorifying God through his business. And so what's important is to do what God has called you to do. And don't get so tripped up. You get what I mean? If you have a title or or, or not, you know what I mean? So you got to say that Kairos moment. Mm, I love that. So for such a time as this. For such a time as this. There you were. Yeah. And just like at a kitchen sink, there you are at a retreat. Yeah. And my whole life changed. And your whole life changed. Yeah. Same. Same with me. I didn't even know what a call was. I just had the pounding, you know. But I like what you said, Karen. You don't have to be in a pulpit. Right. Right. Go where you are. Gosh, the fields are white under harvest. We need you. Right? Yes, everybody. Anna, before we close out, what would you say, Anna DeCorso, about divine destiny in in your and Mark's life? How do you look at destiny and for such a time as this? You know, it's amazing. First of all, I'm so grateful to be here. (laughs) I am so grateful to God. We're honored. This is such a divine time. I believe that. And, oh my goodness, I just have, I don't have enough words to express what's in my heart right now. I'm very grateful for each one of you in my lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And, you know, when I first came in, when we, I met y'all, <clears throat> I was 25. Jeez. <laughs> had my first baby. You got us all babies. We were all I, babies. I had my first baby. You know, I thought I knew what I was doing. Yeah, isn't that true? I was true? trying my best. Yes. And so I, I was attracted to our church, Victory Church. Uh, when we were looking for our apartment, um, the manager was going to Victory Church. Yeah. And... Um, she was just very passionate, talking to the postman very <laughs> passionately about the whole apartment section being their vineyard and souls. Oh, wow. And wow. I had never 
Awesome. I had been a Christian for eight years since I was 16, but I didn't hear such passion. So we asked her, where do you go to church? So she told us Victory Church, and we went there. And sure enough, I was trying so hard to find God's plan for my life. Yeah, good point, good point. I, I didn't even know what destiny was. Right, I know. And so I was trying to fit in, you know, okay, yeah. how do I fit into God's plan? <laughs> how can I make it happen? And I realized that I was frustrated. <laughs> I was frustrated. I was not happy trying to live Christianity. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, one day, Pastor Paris, she was in a women's meeting, Mm -hmm. and she brought up this scripture, Mm -hmm. and that was the moment for me, for my destiny. Let me read it. Oh, please, please, please. I love this. Okay. And it sounds very dramatic, but you know, the the gospel is dramatic. Yep. And it says, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, Mm -hmm. it remains only as a single seed. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Anyone, this is the beautiful part, anyone who loves their lives will lose it. While anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And just like I don't even remember that I had read that scripture before. And it was like new mana from heaven. And I realized it's like God opened my eyes. Anna, you're seeking my plan in the physical through your soul. Your mind, your will, and emotions have been trained very hard to control, to try, self-effort. I'm I'm very grateful for my upbringing. Work hard. Us too. I know. Seize the moment. Seize the opportunity. Strong work ethic, yes. Succeed. But But I know. That's not the way it is with the kingdom of God. When she Amen. was saying that, my just the light came on. And to see our destiny in the physical, it has to start first in the spiritual. Amen. And so I love that because, you know, I had to let go of yeah. I. I was still totally walking with God and I'm on the throne. Wow. And that was me. And, you know, I was learning how to live Christianity mm-hmm. in my soul, in my own strength. So did I not tell you wisdom would just be flowing? Mm-hmm. And we're just getting started. Show two's coming. So did you, so divine destiny, God's will unfolds from a spirit, our spirit where God lives, not just up here. This is what I want. Amen. This is what I think. Oh, this is what I've got to do. Is that what you're saying, Anna? Exactly. <laughs> From here. Exactly. I had to come down and let go of myself, my control, and allow this great I know. presence of God. We are partakers of his divine nature. So good. My identity so good. was revealed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Christ in me. Mm-hmm. Living out of the spirit man. There we go. Oh my goodness. It's endless. It's endless. It's so good. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, now I'm gonna have to bring this show number one to a close. I don't want to, but I need to because I know you out there, I give you about 20, 25 minutes and you start itching. So we're going to pray for you girls. Incredible. We're gonna about go into show number two. You don't wanna miss show number two. Esther had to go through what we call some preparation to walk in that divine destiny. And these girls have been saying it. Sometimes there might be some tough obstacles along the way, but God's in on all of them, right, Pastor Paris? He's in on it all. And he has a redemption story to bring you through. So let's pray. Um, Father, let's just join hands if you yes. could. For our watching audience, our listening audience, Father God, Oh my goodness, Lord, it's just begun the wisdom and, the, and the, the knowledge and the love oozing out for anyone out there listening, anyone out there watching. Father, yes. may they cry out to know you as well. May yes. they say it's for such a time as this. Maybe, maybe God's putting his hand on me and the answer is yes. It doesn't matter if you're at a kitchen sink or if you're sitting at a church service, none of it matters. What matters is he's using us to say, yes, God wants you. God loves you. Be saved today. Cry out to God today. Amen. 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 So, folks, we're going to sign off on that look real quickly. Please subscribe to our channel. Kristen will put it on the screen. You'll never miss a show. And we don't want you to miss a show. So, um, in the meantime, we're going to go off for now. Show number two is coming. You don't want to miss it next week. Start your weeks with us. Monday mornings, 10 a.m. So thank you for joining us today on Solutions with Anna Donahue and guests.